and welcome to Ibrox Uncovered, the ultimate Rangers podcast with Mark Haitley, Alec Ray and me, Lindsay Heron. Well, some big talking points in this episode as we look forward to the Europa League action in Prague and of course the visit of Hibs on Sunday. But lads, can we firstly talk about goalkeepers? What's your take on the on the rotation situation at the moment, Mark? Stephen's been out and said, you know, he's he's wanting two or three players for each position. No different for a goalkeeper. I think game time's important for, for everybody to keep the camp happy, especially in that position. You've got Alan McGregor as well, knocking on back end of, what, 39 now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, you know, will be training, picking his days to train, I would have thought. Different intensity levels in training sessions for different sorts of periods of games or blocks of games that are coming up. And I think it's like everything else. I think in big squads, need to keep everybody happy. And goalkeepers are no different. And I think John will just get the games that come by that boys behind the scenes think are probably less more important than Alan McGregor's games. But that needs to be done. You need to keep everybody smiling, nobody grumpy. It doesn't cause any disruption, you don't think? Uh, no. Listen, it's an interesting one, Lindsay. Before Saturday's game, you know, it was a, a topic as well that I, uh, that I covered. It was interesting because I think if you look defensively at Rangers at the moment, they're a wee bit... They're passing up a few uh, opportunities than they would have done last year. And I, and I think because of the rotation, it could potentially cause, cause yeah, a little yeah, bit of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that obviously happens as well with, with your defensive line as well. So Barisic has been in, Bassi's been in. Then you look at Holander in and out with, with, with uh, Balligan. Then Holander then goes out due to injury. Conor Golson's been pretty much a, a mainstay as, as yeah. is Tavernier. Uh, I think, you know, when you look at the, the performances. But going back to the original point about the goalkeeper, I think John McLaughlin's chapping on the door now. You know, I think when you look at the, the, the spell in which he's going in, and it'll be, I think we'll get more of an idea come the European game because McLaughlin's had the last two games. And then if you look at the two previous to that, it was Alan McGregor. They're both sat, in, sat on six games apiece. Mm-hmm. McCrory's had a couple of games. I think in terms of the department, I think Colin Stewart, Stephen Gerrard, not be quite comfortable whether it's McGregor or whether it's uh, McLaughlin because that, that save that he produced at the weekend, McLaughlin, and his confidence must be sky high, mm-hmm. you know, because it's constantly clean sheets. He's produced an unbelievable penalty save. And I think if you go in there as a back four and McLaughlin or McGregor, you're sitting going, we've got, we're in safe hands because of the performances that they're producing. I'll be in, again, as I said, I think it'll be really interesting to see who goes with and that will give us more of an indication who's still the number one or not. Because I think, as I said, I think McLaughlin's starting to chap on the door because... He's know, there or thereabouts. Yeah. That's without a shadow of a doubt. That's why Stephen will play him. You know, he's no... No big... <laughs> no, just a on, on you go. I think um, Alan will, you know, appreciate the fact that he is getting a rest in between the games he's playing. Let me ask you a question there. Do you think they'll be happy that... Because yeah, see, when you get old, you want to play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's uh, what I'm just saying. Perhaps he wants to extend... You know, if he's playing less games, he'll play longer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I Looking so. after the body and all that sort of stuff. I think Stephen, actually, Stephen Gerrard said recently he thinks Alan can play well into his 40. Yeah. So, but then if he doesn't play in the big games, is he going to going to be unhappy with that? Is he going to say, well, wait a minute, Gaffer, you I, said... I, I don't know how Alan feels. I know how I felt. Yeah. And, and, and and see when you get to a later stage, and I'll give you an example. Stephen Davis. Davo would play every game going. Now, I, I, I said last week... Uh, that I felt as if it was time to pull him out yeah, because he played himself there. from himself. Yeah, basically. absolutely. But in their mindset, there's players who want to play on a regular basis. 
The mindset is, and this is going back to my own, once I started to drop out in my mind, I was almost starting to work my way back. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to be on the front foot. I wanted to be sharp. I wanted to be match sharp. And I would imagine that would be the same for McGregor. So it'd be interesting to see where he goes, uh, because listen, he's been unbelievable since mm. he came back to Saint yeah, Bill. Absolutely. But it's, I mean, it's a great situation to be in. You know, we're talking, we're talking not only the goalkeeping spot, we're talking about different areas of the pitch as well. Mm -hmm. who, would know, you go, who would you go with uh, against uh, Prague on Thursday? I put uh, uh, Alan in. I think he's my number one goalkeeper. And you think John? No, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> you look excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, you I, think John? <laughs> I think Alan is a, a leader of all the whole group, basically. Right. You know, um, and I think An he's... An alpha male, yeah. Yeah, and I think he's quite comfortable playing with either or at centre-halves. Mm -hmm. He's quite capable of organising and I think that's what will give him the shout and that's the, that's what experience is there for. You know, yeah. you've got your man to organise, you've got your full-backs, he'll be screaming at, you know, Tavern, he'll be screaming at whoever's been playing on the other side. Yeah, I still just feel as if he still is the yeah. number one. I don't yeah, think, yeah. you know, he hasn't made any mistakes uh, and I think partly as we've discussed, the rest will keep him focused for, for these big games. Let's look at that then. I mean, Rangers, a big, big night for them in Prague. Um, they really want to try and get something from this game because then you've got the the back-to-back -back with Bronby in the mm -hmm. middle of the group. Yeah. So to go two games uh, without without any points would, yeah. be, would be... You difficult. need you need to be picking up points in Prague without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, this uh, Prague score goals. Um, not so many at home, though. Um, on the road, they look devastating. I think they've got eight in the last uh, two two games. Yeah. So they have got goal scorers that will be, you know, keen to get a tower back for. Mm -hmm. I think um, where we've been more successful has been in Europe and away from home, where good teams will come at you on the front foot, which leaves the space. And downside to that is Kent. Kent's not playing. Yeah, I agree with yeah Kent's not playing to 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 give that all oh, that. Little bit no, little bit of thought into oh, yeah. the opposition manager and think, whoops, we might just have to. Uh -huh. So they might just go gung ho. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? And leave him even more exposed. Right. Which and then it's up to others to come into the team and and expose their uh, mm -hmm. their weaknesses. So it's going to be a tough game. We said right at the beginning. I think these will be one of the the top teams in this group. But if we can go there and we can get a result, and we're built to get results away from home, I think mm -hmm. personally, and then into the Bromby game then that's a continuation. That's, mm -hmm. that's what we need to get going at a, a continuation of good performances and clean sheets. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Six goals conceded in Europe, Alec. Two, two in each of the legs against Malmo and obviously the two... Leon. Yeah. Listen, I think that's one of the things that has been fairly evident because I think even if you go back more, you know, uh, in the European arena, I think they've conceded quite on a regular basis. Uh, domestically, they don't quite get as punished. Mm -hmm. uh, so so on that on that note, Stephen Davis comes back into the side then. Yeah, without a doubt. Does Lund Lundstrom stay in? Because he's, this? Yeah. he's going game on game now. He's yeah, he's starting. Stronger, yeah. He's starting to get to the pace of everything, you know, and how and what Stephen wants from him. And we're looking at that sort of player that we got from Sheffield United, you know, getting further up, driving to the byline a couple of times at the weekend there, you know, um, and look really really strong. So do we do we keep him? In, in the side yeah. or... Well, that's, that's, see, see, see you, your opening point there, Mark. I thought it was really important. I actually think Rangers have to take something for this yeah. for this uh, game on Thursday. 100%. I agree with Mark. I was I watched the, the highlights of Sparta weekend. They look a really decent mm -hmm. outfit. I don't think they have too many uh, players going out the door 
from last year when we've seen mm-hmm. two different sides to them. You know, they obviously had the the reserves at Parkhead and then when they were over there, they had the first team and took eight of Celtic. So this is going to be a difficult uh, tie for Rangers. But th- that then goes back to how do you set up? Uh, he touches on a very valid point because see, for me, having covered a lot of these European games, Ryan Kent is pivotal to a lot of them. So he's not there. So what, what shape does Stephen go with? Lundstrom's getting stronger and stronger. I think since the Leon game, then you had the, the the Motherwell game and then obviously at the weekend, he is really settling in nicely and he looks as if he's grown in confidence. Getting he's the getting, rhythm. Yeah, he just looks as if he's kind of finding his, his mojo. <laughs> and uh, so do you then go with three guys? So you would go with Davis, Kamara as a stick on because he manipulate the ball and John on the right of that three. Mm-hmm. And then that gives you a little bit more... Uh, Solidi- solidification yeah. you could push Rebo further up maybe and yeah. maybe maybe, maybe do that I, with I like to see him you like to see Morelos him. and uh, Roof whether he does that because Joe the good thing about Joe is he's a ball carrier yeah. uh, and he gets you up the pitch does Hadji stay on the side well again that goes back to it. again it, it will depend on what Stephen says because you know depending on the personnel there because the one thing about Hadji he takes up brilliant areas mm. and he's cute but again, because you've just said it, Mark, they will most certainly take the game to Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So is Hadji going to be the guy that's tracking back and things? Is that something that you would factor into your thinking? Yeah, but he can track back. But I would like like him to come a certain distance back and then use Drop his him. yeah and yeah and use his energy in a positive way. You know, because counter. Oh that, no, it's that's where I'm. Lo- that's where I'm looking at him as an asset, as a counter attacker. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be able to get in the ball, and the space will be there. Because I do think Sparta will come oh, right, oh, right on top. Yeah. And that space. And, you know, Hadji is a, is a, a thinker as well. Oh, he's cute. Cute, right? So he's going to find that space. And once he gets on that ball, you know he's going to get a pass. No, no, I've heard yeah. it. Or, we, or we, need, we need Alfie on fire. And we need Alfie to do the hard work. The hard right? yards. Yeah, the hard yards, off the shoulders. Honestly, that's for me, that's, you know, why his goal tally is down for me this season, just looking at him. He's not doing enough off the shoulder, you know. Just balls up the side of him, sure. a one-touch finish. Yeah, yeah, a one-touch finish, and 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 Hadji provides that sort yeah. of service for you all the time. That's the one he's looking for. He's the one that will be aggressive on the ball. Mm. Doesn't matter if he you know, he messes the pass up. Next time you'll try the same pass, it will come off, and we'll get the rewards. That's what we've not done enough in the last third. I don't think. Well, I said I said at the weekend, uh, having been up at Dundee, I was a wee bit frustrated. You know that what I was watching, Mark. And I thought, listen, because we did so well last year, that is your kind of yardstick. So you have a, you, you know what this squad are capable of. And I think when Rangers are at it, the front three are bang at it. And what I mean by that is they're in people's faces. They're putting a high press on now. Because it's a European game, I, you know, it's, it, they may well drop off to the halfway line and then press from that area. So what I'm saying is it's not a case of just going gung-ho, but I would like to see the front, the front three be the catalyst to how Rangers play. 100%. 100%. And they have to be active yeah, but, uh, well, in the, the middle and last third. Absolutely. And, and, by, and by actually yeah. doing that, they set the tone for the midfield to then press behind. Mm, yeah. The back line can yeah. get up. Yeah. And, but the, but that's okay to drop off to the 18-yard line and then get your midfield dropped off and then you, the, the, the three strikers drop into the halfway mm, line and yeah, you're just yeah, very yeah. condensed. Yeah, the day. So, so what I'm saying is it's you can have a high press and then you can... Def- like a low block, if you like, is the modern terminology, yeah. but it's just defending deep. So I'll be interested to see how they do it. And by actually the three guys setting that tone, and it's the three strikers, I thought we'd done it brilliant last year. I don't think we're quite at that at the moment. 
But that's not to say that you can't get to that level again. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I, I'd, I'd like to also think it's it's random. You know, it's not we're going to do this all the time. No, but do this all the time. Circumstances yeah, yeah, dictate, yeah, yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. So mixing it around. Absolutely. That's what I always say. I always say to you, you centre forward who's going to stretch your, your the, the, a back four or a back three or whatever, right? You've got to be prepared to run that way, yeah, absolutely. away away from the ball, right? But you don't chase every ball. You just you need to put a doubt into the centre half's mind that oh he's going to chase the ball again, he's going to chase the ball again. Right, you go for one and then you leave two, or you go for two and leave yeah, one. Yeah. So <laughs> playing main games, with him. yeah, yeah. So he that means he's got to be going all the time. So as soon as that ball looks like it's going to go over, you know, oh, I'm on my toes because he thinks I'm going to run for yeah. it. Then I just stand still and get the ball yeah. to feet. Yeah, of course. And th- little questions. little things like that open the game up so much yep. for a for a striker in Europe. You know, yeah. it's just mi- mixing it around all the time and not being that stereotypical. Predictable. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Predictable. Yeah. yeah, you make a great point. It's the moment for Morelos to make his mark and really explode into this season, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many how many goals has he got? Four goals this season. How many did he have at this stage last season? Probably well, maybe maybe twice that. Twice as many. Yeah, but he's getting. I don't think he's having twice as many. He's not having the sh- the Chances. attempts. Yeah, and that comes from what I'm just saying there. Getting him up the side and getting his one-touch finishes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, stats can mean anything. Rangers have never won on Czech, Czech soil. They've only been there four times. You were there, 91. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, lost one nothing. Disappointing, uh, that yeah. Was, that was a blow. And then yeah. the game Didn't back play in the second game, did I? You missed that when no. you were injured for that Yeah, one. it's not my fault then. <laughs> <laughs> we McCall. Stuart McCall, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you've just volleyed Wee Stewart under the bus. No, oh, no, no, no. He, he scored the equaliser. Yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, 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 time. yeah. Scored again. Yeah. And then they, listen, they went away through it on the way goals, didn't they? Yeah, they got yeah. a late goal. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know you always get the stats on this show. Listen, let's revisit the Morelos thing. He was one goal ahead of where he was at this time last year. Okay. So, you yeah. know, it's not a, yeah. a huge... But his, but his performances haven't been the same, have they? No, but I totally agree. Yeah, but we're obviously mm. just looking for a stat there, too, yeah. which would have sounded good. But in his defence, one goal up... But, I think in, in the main, I thought some of the performances last year, because we were complimentary about Alfie because he didn't quite get the goal tally that he got in previous years, but his general all-round play was getting yeah, better. Most, most certainly better, yeah. Getting better. Yeah. yeah. They've, got, they've got some useful players. There's a young kid playing up front, uh, Adam Lojek. He's only 19, Mark. Uh, Liverpool sniffing around already, apparently. They're, they're rating him about 15 million euro already. So, I mean, he's obviously a threat. They've got a player in the, right, the wide area, Pacek, who's good on the ball. Good delivery from set pieces. So they've got talented players. Yeah, but I think uh, I think Stephen and his boys will be all over it. You know, they'll you know they'll be well informed, informed should I say, yeah. about all the opposition that, that, that they're going to be playing against. So you know, you just have to point out and pick out which you do. Obviously, you pick out danger men um, as we've done through the campaigns. And I think over the last two years, I think we've done a pretty good job about picking out danger players and 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 you know and, and, and stopping them playing. So that's what we've got to do. But we've got to get our danger players our danger players playing I mean playing I mean well the, the memories of these great away performances Alec you know Benfica Porto that type of thing well that Braga be, yeah absolutely that will help them yeah without doubt I think the one thing when you look through the squad Lindsay and you're absolutely right you know experience is very uh, important at European level Mark isn't it you know I, I think you're looking at your corner goal since that are up about 50 games now so they're not novices yeah. when they were in in the first the second season they were just finding their feet at that level performing very well that experience will be invaluable now so they've got that experience over the last three campaigns and this will be a challenge and, and you're right the young boy um, Lojek the, the boy who's been uh, kind of scouted by Liverpool good movement 
looks to get shot off early. Uh, so, you know, they're going to have to be mindful of that. And as I said, you cannot pass up opportunities like we have been in recent weeks mm-hmm. because at this level you get punished. And, and, and you're right what you're saying earlier, Lindsay, about, you know, conceding at the European level because they're, they're yeah. so clinical. Can I just, just say as well, people, I mean, we talk about the work that goes on behind the scene, picking out, you know, danger players mm. who are going to be playing against it. Don't forget these European sides now, you just said it, 50 games for, uh, for Connor Goldstone. They'll all know Connor's game inside out. Yeah, They'll know his strengths, they'll know yeah. his weaknesses. So this is where your player has to get better. You know, keep developing, that, keep developing that experience, taking that into Europe, you know, probably cutting out the little mistakes that have... It's costly in it, the past. costly. And, but that's where you learn. Yeah. You learn at the very, very top. You know, your European games, Champions League game is the, is the next level where you come up against the next level yeah. player. So your game has to evolve all the time. So it's not always about worrying about the opposition. It's worrying about yourself and making sure you're performing better than you did last year at this level because people know about you. When they come back from Prague, guys, a really tasty fixture against a Hibs team that have started the season very well. Mm-hmm. They're unbeaten. A few draws in there, of course, but they're managing to win games and they look like a handy outfit. Well, I think they've had a really good start to the season. Um, you know, um, so that's fair to say. I think they've got a, a small group. I think there's probably about 12, 13 players that you that they would go to. Um, and all those players, you know, are buoyed by their start of the season. Time will tell. The maintain maintaining the sort of standard that they are. So that will be a big test mm-hmm. against Rangers for them. Yeah. Uh, also a big test for us. Yeah. And it's also a, a big game for us to send a message to Hips, obviously being the nearest challengers right now. Yep. Um, and then, you know, where, where that goes from. Uh, because, you know, these teams, so-called challengers, should we say, the Hearts and the Hibs and all this sort of stuff, they will have a defeat and it's how they react to that defeat. They'll have injuries, they'll also have suspensions and all that sort of stuff and where they go to from there and what sort of results will come from there. But at, right at this moment, Hibs are a, a good team for us to be playing against. Well, if you look at the the strikers, middle to front, mm. you have to say, you've got the emergence of uh, Scotty Allen. Looks yeah. as if he was on his way to St Mirren before the window closed. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's buckled down, had a big, big impact in the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Martin Boyle, who's the top scorer in Scotland at the moment. You know, all being there's a few penalties in there, but he looks lively. Always susceptible to a little 9.5 in the box, Lindsay. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Alec? Well, what I'm saying is that the slightest gust of wind, yes. be seeing you, <laughs> he's over. So uh, so we, we, the referee has to be strong and be mindful of the wee man. He likes a wee 9.5. He actually, he, he wears speedos underneath his shorts, yeah, I'd like yeah, to believe. Yeah. And he then, likes playing in the rain. Oh, <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> and then you have uh, Nesbitt, who's yeah. uh, a handful as well. Yeah. But they have good talent within the, within the ranks as well. They've got Kyle McGuinness, who they paid a few quid for, starting to hit some decent form. They've also got Portis, who likes a wee Russell, yeah. a wee rumble yeah. in the jungle yeah. with uh, Alfredo yeah. every time they come up against each other. And then they've got the young boy Dodge at left back who bombs up and down. So they have good personnel. And but when Matt says about 13 or 14 players, they actually have one of the better squads. So they have a little bit of strength and depth as well. You know, they've got guys like uh, Louis Stevenson, Gogic, Doyle Hayes on the background. So they have decent quality. Uh-huh. And I think this will be a good, very good test for... It's okay winning all these other games. I think the test now becomes, you know, when you're coming to Glasgow, Mark... And then you're up against the old firm. That is when it's really the acid test for these teams. And then also when you look at the the fixtures that they have upcoming for Hibs, you know, they've got Dundee United, Aberdeen, Celtic. So this is a spell where, you know, 
for Rangers, mm-hmm. they could potentially really kick on yeah. and make the mark, yeah, yeah. make that, that it, gap bigger. It could all be done and done. See the next couple of games, the yeah. message could be sent, the results attained, yeah. right? And the, gap, points, the points tally uh, could be uh, insurmountable. And the gap is then there, and that's to chase. And what? that allows then Stephen to sort of dip into his squad, dip into his squad for this game, for that game, and all that sort of stuff. So I think that will be a big, big... These two games right now. Massive. Massive. Well, Because obviously, and I know we're, we're obviously talking about us, but it, across the city, mm-hmm. it's a big week as well, Lindsay. You know, you've obviously yep. got Leverkusen, who are second in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're obviously up at uh, Pataudry as well, Celtic. So as you said, Mark, the mm-hmm. gap could be... Yeah, insurmountable but, already. But you have to take care of your own backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Just on that Hibs game, obviously no away fans again for this one. Um, now we know that there are some extenuating circumstances, Alec. Yeah, well, listen, I think one of the reasons uh, you have 45,000 uh, uh, season tickets at Ibrox, mm-hmm. you also have a red zone. Then you also have to cater for, you know, people who have disabilities mm-hmm. and certain things uh, where, where you house them as well. And I know there's been a little bit of a movement from, I think it's Motherwell and Hearts have yeah. actually put in a, a complaint to the SPFL because within the rules it's saying that you have to house a certain amount of, of way fans. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I think for, for Rangers and Celtic, because of the, the amount of season tickets, it becomes more and more difficult. But they've obviously put their uh, cards on the table. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. And it's down to the league to actually try and come up with some sort of solution. Do you think it might be difficult to, to police as well, don't you, Mark? Yeah, I do do. I think that's why it's just best just keeping everything clean if yeah. you if you want for a better word yeah. you know let them just manage their own environment <laughs> I thought I heard uh, what's his name Yabby Dabby Doo the Flintstones Barney <laughs> Barney Flintstones Barney Rubble Barney Rubble <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh brilliant. my god! god. No, no, no. I know you mean it. Be logistically, it's easier, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, completely. Um, and I think at this particular stage of you know the the virus and yeah. everything that's going around, it's just best to keep everything clean, yeah. tidy, keep your own house in order, um, making sure of that, and nothing external coming in anywhere or wherever we go. I think it's just as it should be. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the away teams are welcoming Rangers fans yeah. with open arms. Of course they are. Because it's revenue. Of course they are, yeah. It, you, but you have to factor in what their capacity is as well. So you take maybe somebody like Hibs, 20,000, they've got 12 or 13 season tickets, so there's 7,000 spare seats. Yeah. So you have to obviously look at that as well. Um, whether they can squeeze a certain number into the away fan area uh, and then maybe try and rehouse a certain amount just to try and fulfil the league obligation, uh-huh. then potentially that may well be something to look at in the future. No, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a definitely a big talking point. And just one final thing, an interesting one during the week, um, Ivan Tony saying that he was being linked with a Rangers move while he was before he went to Brentford, mm-hmm. which is quite remarkable. I'd, I'd heard that a while back, actually. Yeah. Um, I think uh, yeah, very interesting I'm, to see that they would have been looking at him. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Well, he's, he is what he is, isn't he? He's, yeah. a, he's a good player and he's, and he's getting better. He's big. He's, he's moves across the ground. He, did, he does everything mark. and scores goals. And he's scoring goals in the, in the Premier League now. And now he's now he's out the price bracket. Yeah, without doubt. He's he, now he, a £45 million you, pound player. You'd have to yeah. uh, break into the big man's wallet. And, uh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's interesting because he's one that has really kicked on. Mm-hmm. You know, and but the problem is you have to get these guys when they're at Peterborough's and mm-hmm. of the world and yeah. you can afford to get them mm-hmm. and they're in your price bracket. The good thing about it is it, it's pleasing to know that the, the, the scouting network at Rangers are actually kind of identifying certain talents because mm-hmm. this is ongoing. 
Fabulous lads, thanks for your time Cheers, today. Lindsay. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Tatty time. Bye. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> Have a yabba dabba do time, a dabba do time, you have a day off.